Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Around the NFL podcast has a key to the city of Minot. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. Chris Wessling to my left. Greg Rosenthal to my right. Who is it, please? Hey, Dan. <laughs> It's a troubling what's up, boys. That's like season seven. We got to mix it up. Start just adding wacky voices. By season if we're still doing this uh, for a seventh season, I believe we're about to enter our fifth, the fourth season together. Fifth. The the 2017 season, which it will be. Let's not fifth. say about to. We got six months or so. But uh, yeah, that would be our fifth. Um, if we're still doing this, entering a seventh season, that's when we. Uh, introduce a young, a precocious child. That's adorable, <laughs> and there will be a video podcast, and he'll be brought in uh, to mm. to rein in uh, a new generation. Mm. You don't want to be listening to our podcast at that. Uh, let me just keep it clear: everything falls off after about five years or so. Whether you're talking uh, TV shows or you know almost any form of entertainment, I don't think our podcast will be any different. Marriages. Marriages. <laughs> Seven-year podcast itch? Yeah, I think, you know, so we are still in the golden age, so let's all enjoy it now Okay. before we have to introduce the 17-year-old boy named Tito. Logan Sessler, or Colton Sessler. <laughs> Bring in Colt. Bring in Mark Sessler, by the way. We might have to because Mark came down with an illness this morning, not with us. Uh, will he be back? I don't know. He'll be back. This is a big week. I would assume, you know, I hope he feels, I hope he's feeling better. To be, to the for you to assume he'll be back almost makes it seem to me that you're saying that he's really not that sick. Whereas <laughs> no, I'm, I'm taking it at face that. value. What are you talking about? <laughs> Greg yeah. just called Mark a malingerer. Yeah. If, 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 if Mark called in sick with a, a mystery bug, I am not going to assume he'll be back anytime soon. Well, tomorrow is the first day of the legal, legal tampering period. It's one of our busiest days of the year. We're going to need Mark Sessler mm. on that desk. Oh, that's you, all I meant. I, is he doesn't I, want to hear you say that. He doesn't like to be thought to be chained to a desk. 
Oh, he's he's a very important, valuable member of our team. We're going to need him. All I mean That's is true. he he's not – I haven't go, known Mark to be gone from the office too long. If if something brings him down, he's usually back back early the next day. That's all. Save Sessler. Today's Around the NFL podcast. Sponsored, of course, by Mr. Flames, economics class in The Hague, the Netherlands. Mr. F. Big show today. Big show, as uh, as we just said, the legal tamper pe- tampering period for free agency, which is so silly. What are we doing here? What do, why don't we just start free agency tomorrow? This legal tampering. What are we even doing? I have no answer for it. Well, legal tampering. What kind of term is, is it? It's it should not be it's re- an oxymoron. Well, but we repeat it. It's not that. That's we, what I'm saying. Let's do something it. about this. Well, it's a writer-driven term to yeah. make fun of the NFL. Right. But it's totally accurate. Right. Because the negotiations can begin. Yeah. Free agency doesn't officially begin till Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific. But you're allowed to negotiate in a window that begins tomorrow to sign free agents. But like in vague terms, supposedly. It's, like you can't have is, number agreements. Or, it is silly. Yeah. Hey, come on, guys. Come back to us. The winking period. Football cognoscenti. <laughs> so anyway, with that coming up, we will, uh, as we do every year. Again, we're right in the right in the good part, right in the right in the guts of that golden period. Uh, so, if you know our podcast, you know we're going to do some free agency sandwich props. So, get ready and deal with that. Misophony, uh, misophony empire, uh, where we make predictions for free agency. Uh, we do it every year, and that will come up a little later. Also, Lance Zierlein. Zierline? Zierline. Zierline of NFL.com. And uh, you just saw him all over NFL Network um, with the Combine coverage. We had him on briefly at the end of Thursday's show, uh, but we were a little bit short on time. And we didn't really get to talk to him uh, at the length that we were happy with, Greg. Is that fair to say? Well, plus it was before all of the workouts at the NFL Scouting Combine took place. And since we're not exactly draft Knicks, he can jump in, yeah, give so us the, the info, we'll and get then Lance we'll move on, on to free agency week. Yeah, so we'll get Lance on the horn uh, to wrap up the Combine week, and uh, we'll hit uh, some of the news uh, that came out around the league since the last time we spoke to you uh, on Thursday. So that's it. That's today's show. Not a bad show. I like the show. Let's do the show. Pre-show grade? Yeah, let's bring the pre-show grade. Pre-show back. grade? Yeah. Bring it back? Bring it back. God, I love so many things about the show. Lance is fun. Always have a good time talking to Lance. Oh, here we go. <laughs> love to me if if I were doing a, it was like a last meal type thing, but last podcast, it would absolutely have sandwich props, and we're doing that. Can't beat that. And the news are some really juicy stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's no way around this. This is a solid B minus. The show. <laughs> it's the pre pre show grade. Let's do some news. New money. Do you know the definition of evil? Because it comes in a flowing mane of Dan Hansen's head is evil. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was him. That was uh, Move the Sticks, who it's entered fatal attraction territory, um, how much he, he thinks about this podcast. It's all he thinks about. And Wes, there's some whispers that, oh, it's a bit. I don't think it's a bit. <laughs> I think he opens up our ratings book. And he cannot believe what he sees. He says, oh, I'm so successful. I'm on NFL Network all the time. I get to wear a suit with sneakers. I'm cool. Cool dad. How, how, are, how is their podcast so much more successful? I think, and it drives him possibly insane. In my mind, it's a bit on par with the Bob Costas bit that 
the the three of you, including Mark, have been going for four years, and I just don't understand. It is surprising. Move the sticks, you know, Daniel Jeremiah, who did an awesome job on the scouting combine the last you did four great days. Great playing both sides of the fence. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll see he, what you're doing. There. He's great. Weighing hey. in at 166 pounds, he hails from Martha's Vineyard. He is NFL <laughs> Network's Greg Rosenthal. Wow. Bulking up at 166. Yeah, that, that gives me about 30 pounds too much. And uh, not from Martha's Vineyard. Okay. You know, Dan has been propagating this myth forever. I had nothing West, to do with from that, From Western by the Massachusetts. Way. Martha's Vineyard. What was that? Was that supposed to be an NFL Network drop? That was an NFL Network right. drop. Okay, who was it, by the way? I like it. It's funny. <laughs> that one came from P.D. Bachman. I like that, but we're starting to get away from the core conceit of what this is about. That I mean, that one was – we're starting to, to float a little bit. Let's rein it in. Maybe we have to in-house produce a couple new ones, Sid, just to get people back to what it, what it really is about. Okay. All right, let's do some news. And we start uh, with the Washington Redskins. And, uh, you know, I think we touched on this a little bit, gentlemen, uh, last week on the show, that there, there seems to be a lot of dysfunction in Washington right now. And uh, we're, we're trying to make sense what's going on with uh, Scott McLuhan, the general manager, uh, and uh, all the all the drama around Kirk Cousins, who it seems like they haven't handled that negotiation well. Um, so we're trying to figure out what's happening in Washington. And, and then the Redskins, what do they do? They announce at the Combine that Jay Gruden has signed a two-year extension with the team. Uh, they officially announced that signing on Monday. Gruden had two years left on the five-year deal. Uh, when he was hired in January 2014. According to Rap Sheet, the extension was struck late Saturday at Prime 47 Steakhouse, uh, Greg, where we spent some time last week, uh, which is an ama- it's amazing because we actually saw Gruden there uh, on Wednesday night. To, so this, this came together quickly. Uh, and But, Greg, does this feel like they're trying to send a, a smokescreen out to the rest of the, the public about what's really going on in Washington? It, it is wild. I think Gruden deserves it, so there's no problem with it. It's amazing that Jay Gruden is the first coach of the Snyder era in the last 20 years to put up back-to-back winning seasons. That includes Joe Gibbs, by the way, who some people on our network said was the greatest coach of all time. He couldn't do that. Isn't he also the first coach of the Snyder era to get an extension? Right, which is which is outrageous. And so that, that's all fine. But the fact that it happened at a point where the Redskins are almost – it, it's almost like politics, little you know, little Washington. It's almost like they're trying to throw people off the scent of what's going on here. Mike Jones, who's a good beat reporter for the Mike Washington Jones. Post, was on the radio on Monday, and he said McGloon is watching the combine at home, watching film at home, and like trying to do his work at home, and is essentially persona non grata right now. And he believes Mike Jones believes that he will no longer be with the club after the NFL draft. That's a quick turn from that being a, a great hire of a guy that needed a second chance. All of a sudden now you hear the the rumors that he's having some troubles off the field again, and now he's going to be out of the building entirely potentially. Over the past decade, Scott McLuhan is on the short list of people you would want in your draft room or at the combine in the months leading up to the draft because nobody's drafted better than Scott McLuhan. And Tony Kornheiser had a good line about this, about his absence at the combine. It's like the father of the bride not being at the wedding. That's how big Scott McLuhan is in the draft process. So what does that tell you? 
that tells you what Greg said, that they're likely headed for a divorce. And I think the... No, but what's really going on behind the scenes for him to be not involved, well, have this ace in the hole and not have him at Indianapolis? Well, him and Bruce Allen, who you know, is the guy who runs the team, essentially, is above McLuhan on the, on the depth chart. They've been at odds that people believe Allen, you know, the Washington Post report, he's overruled McLuhan on a few things. They don't see eye to eye. They haven't let McLuhan talk to the press in since last spring, which is, a, which is a long time. And it's just the Redskins of old. If you're a Redskins fan, you're thinking we had finally kind of get this thing turned around. And now Deshaun Jackson's expected to leave. Pierre Garçon's expected to leave. We don't know about the future of Cousins. And... Who knows? Well, that's the other thing going on with the timing of this. I was talking to Mark last week, and I said, if you're Kirk Cousins, why would you re-sign with the Redskins knowing that Kirk Cousins or that Jay Gruden might not be there? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go to San Francisco where you know Kyle Shanahan has a six-year contract? So that gives some stability, but it also gives stability for free agents in the next couple of weeks. Do you want to go to the Redskins if you don't know what Jay Gruden's future is going to be? Well, you just signed him to a contract. You can always fire the guy obviously, after a year. It's not like Dan Snyder couldn't you know, deal with eating a contract. But the whole, the whole thing's a mess for a team that, that should, be feeling, should be feeling good about themselves. I don't know. Won some games. Yeah, all right. Let's and move had on. Had an offense. Let's move on. Let's move on. We'll talk about uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver of the Saints. Maybe not for much longer, as as everyone knows, he's been now floated as a, uh, a trade asset for the Saints. And we heard reports late last week that the um, Patriots were turned away. Uh, they had a report that they had offered a th- the 32nd overall pick for Cooks. That didn't work out. Now there's rumors that the Titans are uh, in the mix, or perhaps the front runner to to land Brandon Cooks. I mean, what is Wes? What is Brandon Cooks worth to you? Is this guy worth a, a first-round pick uh, in, in, uh, in your opinion? Brandon Cooks is not a true number one receiver, in my opinion. He's a really good deep threat. He's good. He's not going to beat double teams, I don't think. He makes his living beating slow cornerbacks because he runs a 4-2-5 or 4-3-40. Mm. So he beats guys like Sean Smith and has 200 yards against the Raiders. But he's not a number one receiver who's going to move the chains consistently, be a red zone weapon, and do all that. You can't anchor your passing game around him. And he needs a new contract if you trade for him. So I would not give up a first-round pick myself for him. I would give up a second-round pick. Well, the the Patriots report, which came from the New Orleans Times-Picayune, also said the Patriots were – you know, the Saints would be sending back a pick in that trade. So they were willing to give up number 32, but we don't know what that pick going back was. It might have been just a third-round pick, so then you're only moving up around and half. It sounds like the Titans, at least according to one reporter, in first to try to get him. I mean, this is a guy who put up 1,100 yards back-to-back years. It's a guy that, that Bill Belichick loved when they played against each other Absolutely. in the offseason uh, in terms of training camp practice. If you're putting up 1,100 yards with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, you're not putting up 1,100 yards with Carson Wentz. Mm, You're putting up about 800 yards with Carson Got to look at the curve on that. Yeah, but as long as you don't think he's the number one, he's like the only guy, I think the interest in him around the league makes sense because he's going to be a good starter. I mean, the thing that fascinates me the most about this is is the little – a little side action, a little social media. Talk action. about it. <laughs> Talk about it. I like this. Well, well, some people think. It's weird that you kind of gave me like a weird well, I, th- look. I didn't know if you wanted to no, no, talk you, about it no, or not. It got you sauced up. I mean, so I this. So Michael Thomas, 
some people think there's, you know, maybe maybe Brandon Cooks doesn't fit in there. You know, this isn't a secret. He wasn't happy last year. He complained about it publicly. Uh, in Closed term- mouths don't get fed. Right. In terms of not getting the ball, there was some talk about him getting, getting traded last year. And Mike Thomas, the Saints, you know, rookie receiver from a year ago, tweeted out over the weekend, the jealousy will cause people to part ways, huh? And then shh. Hashtag shh. And a lot of people uh, read into that, including Brandon Cooks, who just uh, like <laughs> minutes later, literally six minutes later, tweets out, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. I mean, I'm not even sure what. What are these kids talking about? <laughs> I love it. Mike <laughs> Thomas then backs off and just like, no, I'm just uh, quoting a rap line. We'll wait for you guys to read into it. Yeah, you're quoting a rap yeah. line that, that – Significant to you on some yeah, level. exactly. That relates to your situation in Come life on, right now. Mike, I mean, you know, people, you know, people, this is one of the, the, the big issues with Twitter is that people, t- they tweet things, and I think everyone has had uh, their own issues in this room at some point. You tweet something, then you don't quite factor in that everyone that, you, that follows you is going to actually see it, so it might come back on you for whatever reason. Mikey wasn't thinking. Mikey might have had a couple drinks in him. Who well, knows? He, he left it up there. What time respe- was it? I respect that. Uh, no, it's 5 in the afternoon. Hey, that's happy hour. That's my theory. I, lo- I, I don't know. I love it. And then it somehow turned in on Monday, and this is getting too deep, to Keenan Lewis, former Saints player doing some Facebook live where he just ba- <laughs> where he buries Willie Sneed. He was talking about it. And I don't know, I don't wow. know what's going on. What is going on? I don't know what's receivers. going on. Guys, get it together. Um, speaking of wide receivers, uh, the Jets continued uh, to tear it down. Uh, this happened after our show on Thursday. Brandon Marshall was sent uh, packing upon his request is what we're hearing. Uh, he is yet to be, as we know, in many NFL seasons, he's yet to even play a playoff game, and the Jets aren't sniffing a playoff uh, spot right now. Oh, my God! We're having a fire <laughs> sale! Yeah, the Jets, they're tearing it down, and Brandon Marshall, the latest evidence that it's happening, and, and Wes, I'll set you up on this. You, you, Todd Bowles spoke to the media from Indianapolis uh, and uh, some of the comments he had about the direction of the franchise got on your uh, gridiron. Get off my gridiron, Todd Bowles. <laughs> Just bold-faced lying to his fan base. A three-year-old or Steve Kimes four-year-old, as I said in the article, Todd Bowles should be borrowing this toddler. How can you sit there in front of people and say you're not rebuilding and re-emphasizing several times we're trying to win when you're doing the exact opposite? You are tearing your team down. It's going to be a painful, grueling rebuilding project. Say you're scamming for Sam, as as Dan would say, Sam Darnold, or fold for Darnold, whatever. But you, this, you are not trying to win. Wes, what is he supposed to say? I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. What is the head coach? Of look, the it's going to be. A, to it, look, we are rebuilding. These are the. This is life in the NFL. We have to rebuild. That's that's how the NFL works under a salary cap. It's going to be a tough year or two. Stay with us. We're building something you can be proud of in the future. Not we're trying to win in 2017 when you're obviously not trying to win. Now, this is – I got you. I got you where you're coming from. That feels like something, if you want that message being sent to your fans, perhaps it's your GM 
or your owner. The coaches, I feel like that the R word is something they don't like to say. And here's here's where Todd Bowles is banged, and he's not going to say rebuilding because he knows he's in a bad spot right now because they cho- they hired him and then tr- tried to play a little patchwork and try to build a contender, and that as we all know, it didn't work out. So now two years into his regime, going into his third year, now they're starting a rebuild. What are the chances Todd Bowles survives this, even if they do it the right way? Which knowing the Jets, uh, there's a good chance they probably won't. But if it if they really do tear this down and build slowly, what are the chances that he's around three years from now to see any of the fruits? He's he's all of a sudden way in a he, terrible spot. The way he's handling this is not going to help keep him around. This is what weak franchises do. Do not piss on my back and tell me it's raining. Okay, uh, one more counterpoint. From the, from the GM, I would I, I hear you, but what most of these moves are cutting bad players who shouldn't be on the team. Brandon Marshall would be really the one exception I can think of where that's a move that you say hey, you're not trying your best to win in 2017. Like, I, I think cutting Darrell Rivas and Nick Mangold is just team – or moves smart teams do. It has nothing to do with rebuilding. If you have somebody ready to play behind them, sure, but you're going out there with, do. with two-fifths of an offensive line and no secondary. Don't tell me you're trying to win. That's all I'm saying. Be honest with your fan base. Let's see what they do in free agency. I hope they don't – I mean, if they spend aggressively and now they're well under the cap, uh, then they really are trying to uh, trying to win this year. But I wouldn't want them to do that. Uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Of course, they're trying to win. I mean, the players on the team—they're trying to rebuild. Bowles. They're trying to rebuild. Right, but he, of course, he's just—they're he, going to do. He's going to do his best to win games. All right, but he's also not the one. This I, is not true. They're not trying to win on a scale of trying to win. I just mean Todd Bowles. I don't think he's that involved with any of scale, these. Decisions. On a scale of priorities, where is winning coming in this year? It's very low on the list of getting your salary cap right, getting rid of your old players. Winning is not high on their list this year. I mean, it's just not. It's part of the process to build a winner. So why not explain that? Well, maybe he could have been more of that. But, uh, all right, as a Jets fan, I didn't feel lied. I, I kind of know the rules of the game, that coaches are going to talk a certain way and you just got to read read through it. I do want to hear McCagnan. He, he's, he is the key guy to me because I also don't think Todd Bowles is making these decisions at all. Oh, I, I'm not even saying he's making them, but right. you're, the, you're the mouthpiece of the organization. You're the one who's talking to the, to the fans. Treat the fans like adults. Let's move on and talk about uh, the San Francisco 49ers, another team that's rebuilding, and they have made the decision uh, to cut veteran wide receiver Torrey Smith. This coming from uh, a new uh, NFL Network insider on the scene, Steve Smith Sr., uh, he reported Monday, citing sources. Steve, all plugged in. Well, it's right. good to see that some of our NFL Network insiders are, are breaking some news. Why? What are, you, are you making some type of comment about myself? Well, yeah, not I mean, Ian's. I mean, I'm around the NFL. And it's funny. I'm just saying it's been a minute since since we got some more breaking news. You you promised us another shoot drop. I had something. I was waiting. I actually had something this morning. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Mike McCagnin, I had a source at the (laughs) Indianapolis airport Sitting next to McCagnin and an associate at the, at the hotel at the airport bar, and McCagnin, according to my source, pulled out a club soda out of his backpack to drink at the bar while the associate ordered a drink from the bartender. So there's some breaking news: McCagnin <laughs> saving money, being cost effective at a time where that's exactly where the Jets should be. There you go.
You challenge me? It's stretching. Well, That's almost as big as my David Price eats at the airport Indianapolis Cadoba exclusive that I had on Friday. That's a pretty good one, too. That's a pretty good one, too. Uh, so, Tory, uh, excuse me, Tory Smith, who uh, the 49ers signed to a, a saucy free agent deal a couple of years ago, uh, will be let go by the 49ers. Uh, this comes after Smith had signed a five-year, $40 million contract with $22 million in guarantees uh, in 2015. The Niners saved close to $5 million in cap space by cutting uh, Smith. And, uh, Greg, this this was a, a player that in Baltimore wasn't exactly the most well-rounded wide receiver, but he did his job very well with Joe Flacco taking tops off defenses, making plays. We just never saw that in San Francisco for a variety of reasons. Yeah, number one being their offense was god-awful. He had 267 yards. I'd have to go kind of watch a little more closely how why he struggled that badly. He did lead the league in yards per catch just a year ago, 2015. So that doesn't sound like a guy who's lost all of his speed. He's 28 years just old. Just turned 28. I mean, he's not like you said, he's not well-rounded, but a lot of teams could use him. We put him into our top uh, – Top 101, I think right around number 40. I, you could see him returning to Baltimore in theory, but they have Mike Wallace, who they seem pretty happy with. Here's a tweet from Torrey Smith that came out after the news. Don't be surprised when I'm back on track next year. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised, Wes, would you? No, he needs the right definitely fit. needed greener pastures. You, you have one of – Torrey Smith is one of the least efficient catch percentage receivers in the league, catching passes from two of the least efficient quarterbacks in the league in Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert. It was not a recipe for success. He was a bit of a one-dimensional deep threat. I remember there was one season, maybe 2013, where they went to him early in the year and used him as a number one in Baltimore. And he had a good month and then disappeared for the rest of the season. So I think the book on him is he's a bit like Mike Wallace, who they already have. Are Brandon Marshall and Torrey Smith in the same general area yeah. on the scientist top 101? I believe Brandon Marshall should be at least one tier, if not sh- several tiers higher. Well, he's not really. He's 33, and we put Torrey Smith, what, 41 or something. Of all so they're the, close. Of all the wide receivers available on the market, there is only one who's a number one receiver, and it's Brandon Marshall. Alshon Jeffrey's not. He's not know. a number one receiver. If he's not a number one receiver, to me, Marshall is not at this stage of his Marshall career. has played that role before. If you'll remember, Alshon Jeffrey's best year was the year that uh, that Brandon Marshall was in Chicago drawing double teams. Brandon Marshall's, at this point, had so many surgeries and is 32 years old, about to be 33. And he looked slower last year. He wasn't he, the same player. You know, he, I know he, he doesn't need to be the fastest guy, but to me, he's the definition of a number two possession quality receiver but it just this Torrey Smith moves adds depth to what you know something I wrote about on on Friday for a piece of different like trends in this market I mean there's wide receivers any type of wide receiver you want you can get it I mean you got Alshon and Terrell Pryor who are kind of the really high ceiling boomer bust you know you got deep threats now with Torrey Smith uh, Deshaun Jackson Kenny Stills you got Brandon Marshall and Garcon who are kind of like these veteran guys you can trust I mean You've got kind of the head cases on a second chance, or not head cases, but guys who've had some trouble. Yeah, Mike, down with that. Michael Floyd, Kendall Wright, you know, we'll, we'll throw into that mix. He's had some. He's been a little up and down. Uh, you got a you got a little bit of everything if you need a wide receiver. <laughs> I, I like your phone started ringing, and you got flustered. Robocall. You made a you it's made a, me. a repeated what you were saying just to get get your yeah. equilibrium back there. I like but that. Just to, I honestly just wanted to cover up the sound of. <laughs> 
The phone rings. <laughs> uh, let's move on. More wide receiver talk. Terrell Pryor was not um, hit with the franchise tag by the Browns, which makes you uh, think there's a, a good chance, or at least, you know, let's say 50-50. Everything in life is kind of 50-50, but there's a, there's a good chance that Terrell Pryor is playing at another uh, city other than Cleveland in 2017, and uh, there is no shortage of sh- suitors, including uh, according to the Cleveland Plain Dealer that reports that five teams are interested in Pryor, a group uh, that includes the Steelers, the Giants, the 49ers, the Titans, and the Eagles. Not surprising, Wes, right? Not surprising that he's drawing interest? No. He's fully expecting to draw interest. What, what's surprising is that he's making it to the market for a team that has $102 million in cap space. He gone. I mean, way more than 50-50, I would say. Basically, of every free agent at this point. You know, we're taping this right before. If you can get to if you get to this point, you're usually gone. Not, not 100%, but a guy like Pryor, who Sashi Brown said, you know, Sashi. he's a priority to keep, but we won't panic if he leaves. That was a little a sign that, and maybe a little bit of a red flag for Pryor, that a team that desperate for young talent is so willing that they don't they don't think he's worth the money. It's a little surprising. Uh, yeah, and uh, there heard some whispers that that maybe they were a little apprehensive about handing over a big guarantee deal, which made it even more sense to me that you would hit him with the franchise. Yeah, tag, that's what I get don't another get. year with him, get to know him a little bit more, and then do more business if you choose to do so. It, yeah, it, it, I wonder if that sends a message to any of the other teams and what we're not hearing that they're hearing. Maybe he won't get as much money as we think because maybe there's some bad buzz. Certainly, there are a lot of players that were giving this guy, uh, you know, throwing some skyscraper, a skyscraper shade at this guy all through the season. We don't know what's going on with Terrell Pryor. Maybe it will affect his market. Would you expect him to be – I would expect him to be a little bit more amenable to staying in Cleveland considering Hugh Jackson's the one who turned his career around. Well, if they're getting beaten by a significant amount of money – What's he going to do? I mean, if the Eagles want him more, for instance, he, he had a great game against the Eagles who kind of talked talked him up at various points. The Titans seem to be and the 49ers seem to be in all these receivers. People look at him and I think they think that's a, that could be a number one receiver. And maybe the Browns Browns don't. I feel bad, though. He should be a Brown. Listen, if, the, if, if he go, we'll get – let's stick a pin in it because – He's going to come up a little later in today's show. Uh, let's move on to middling QB talk. All right. All right. Last item of the news today, uh, a lot of middling QBs. Uh, you know, some people could say mediocre QBs. Other people could say, you know, marginal QBs. Other I, could say kind of crappy QBs. I would call them QBs who will get you fired. QBs mm-hmm. that will get you fired. We're just going middling because trying to be nice and respectful uh, of these men. I mean, imagine if you were listening to – a podcast reviewing other podcasts, and they were like, all right, let's get to the middling podcast host section. I think if <laughs> I don't think you would find that, you know, yeah. I don't think you would feel like that was a soft landing. No, but it's the price you pay for life in the public eye. You know, yeah. right? you know that better than anyone all your time in front of the camera on basic cable. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. Was that you shredding? That was my brother, Dean, on the guitar. Delaware. He used to love the Eddie Van Halen style. Uh, All right, let's start with Mike Lennon, who continues to boggle the mind uh, in terms of his value uh, for a lot of people. And there's a report out there 
from Yahoo uh, that multiple NFL sources believe that Glennon could fetch as much as $15 million per year. Uh, this is uh, Mike Glennon we're talking about here. Uh, also uh, a report that the Bucks had pushed hard to keep Mike Glennon in-house, and they were willing uh, to make him the highest-paid backup quarterback in football, which would put, put him in the $8 million range. Uh, but obviously, if you're Mike Glennon, you have a chance to make double that or close to it, you're going to get out of town. Uh, Wes, you, you, we talked about it last week. You wrote about the, the shifting quarterback market. Uh, Mike Glennon. 14 to 15 million a year. What's happening in this world? That's that's where the quarterback market's at. And as Greg has pointed out, that would be the lowest paid starting quarterback in the NFL, not not on his rookie contract. So that's that's where it is. My point would be, why even get rid of Jay Cutler? If the Mm -hmm. best you can do is Mike Glennon, you're just getting John Fox fired. I, I don't see the Mike Glennon appeal. The Buccaneers were the in, were the, in the same place two years ago as the Bears are now, and they decided Mike Glennon wasn't good enough, so they were going to get Jameis Winston. They're projecting. I mean, obviously, they're they don't they see Jay Cutler. First of all, he's just worn out as welcome, but they see him as a finished product. And there's no way – and I'd like to see how this deal shakes out before I kill it or before we kill it in terms of the money. To me, I don't, it doesn't work. get me worked up that you're paying him 13 or 14 versus 10. It's basically, is he just going to be your starter or not? They're projecting. They're seeing a guy who only played 18 starts. I mean, we're like making final conclusions about a guy who's played 18 starts in his first two seasons. You haven't seen him since. Jared Goff's played 16 starts or whatever it is, 10 starts. I've seen this. To be, I've seen people project Brandon right. Wheaton. I've seen people project Doesn't Matt, Matt Berger. He has the same skill set as those guys. The, dif- the difference is, I think, if you're Ryan Pace, who was in his division, you saw him play, maybe you know, you've know you done your work on him. He thinks that he saw more during that rookie and sophomore year than just projecting. He thought he saw – he thinks he sees a good quarterback. He saw uh, – his two quarterbacks, Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley, moved the offense better last year than, than Mike Lennon did in Tampa Bay. Um, speaking of the Chicago Bears, who are thought to be um, one of the favorites to land Glennon, they are also hedging their bets, I guess, and they got Brian Hoyer on the phone, who is in-house, and they, they want him back. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, so they are in a situation, Greg, where it seems like the opening day starter – and, you know, who knows how this stuff plays out. But there's a kind of a good chance the Bears have either Hoyer or Glennon behind center. And is that going to get you excited? No, Ali Bonpuri downstairs, a resident Bears fan, not excited about the QB situation in Chicago right now. Well, it, it's not an exciting team. I mean, I, I, this, this team's in a terrible spot. I think Glennon's going to be their quarter. It really just sounds like Glennon. I don't even know if I totally Unless buy the that. Jets that, pay that for they, him. It doesn't. At least uh, your buddy, you know, Manish Mehta, Dan, yeah. doesn't believe they're even really in on Glennon. That they're kind of being used, you know, to to prop him up. He he likes Tyrod to the Jets, which would be if Tyrod would, would probably be, be cheaper, tasty. right? No, would be in the range. No, really, he would not be cheaper. Oh, I mean, I think if he's a veteran out on the market, I think Tyrod would do. I think Tyrod would yeah, he would have to do more than Glennon. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is that fourteen to fifteen. We'll see what he gets. By the way, I don't. It's like we're making this based off like agents throwing out numbers. Like it might not be. We real. We should trust them though, right? <laughs> no. The, the the Bears are under more pressure than any team to get. I think to get this right this off season because then because otherwise Pace and Fox get fired. Right, but the only answer is go overpay for a quarterback who's good, not 
overpay for mediocrity. Overpay in draft picks for Garoppolo or draft somebody at number three overall, you're just spinning your wheels if you're going to get Mike Glennon. Uh, another middling quarterback is Colt McCoy, who's currently the backup with Washington and a good backup. That's the type of guy you like to have uh, as a number two. But according to MMQB's Albert Breer, the Redskins, they think that if the decision is made internally, let's move Kirk Cousins in a trade, let's say to San Francisco or wherever, that Colt McCoy could step in and um, handle this offense and and, and steer the ship in an effective way. that doesn't sound true, Wes. <laughs> I believe the exact quote was, we can still win with Colt McCoy, and my answer would be, sure, two or three games out of 16. Wow. Oh, oh come on. Colt McCoy, Five, maybe. Six. Colt McCoy is a tiny, tiny quarterback who gets hurt every time he plays and can't last. He doesn't have a strong enough arm, first of all. He's like, uh, he's like Johnny Manziel without the drinking problem. You know, he looked <laughs> – he looked – That's a sell. He looked much better than Johnny Manziel – in 2014, when when he had a chance to play, he's looked pretty good in the preseason. I guess what that's done in Washington is make them believe that really there's not much difference between him and Cousins. That they Stop. that that Gr- Gruden is that this system is built for these types of quarterbacks, and that it's not a huge difference. He had 8.3 yards per attempt for Washington. I don't. I'm with you. I think this is. I don't know if ludicrous is the right word, but I think they're trying to sell something that maybe they don't even believe. All these organizations trying to sell bad quarterbacks are bad organizations. And finally, Chase Daniel. He he finishes the quadrant of middlers. Uh, he is uh, currently the highest paid backup in football, $7 million with the Eagles. Uh, he is on the market, or at least is drawing trade interest, according to a report from Rap Sheet uh, last week. Uh, and uh, New Jersey Advanced Media says the Jets are interested. That, to me, uh, from the Jets' standpoint, is a much more sensible fit. Uh, if you could bring him in at $7 million as your starter, you're saving money, you're not going nuts on a $15 million per year Mike Lennon deal, and you, you're doing work uh, in other phases to try to get your franchise competitive again. A hold-the-fort guy yeah, if but, there was one. Right, but Glennon, I think, yeah, you know, we can argue. We don't need to argue about Mike Glenn. I think you could see the, an upside with him that you wouldn't necessarily see with Daniel. I think Daniel could be a fine starter, but this is this is a red flag to me. This is the Eagles saying, "Whoops, why did we give this guy all this money?" <laughs> I mean, th- that's the only reason this is out there. That just the fact this is out there tells me we want to cut Chase Daniel most likely if he didn't if we didn't give him guaranteed money he is making guaranteed money 5 million dollars this year and he was a pain in the ass after they played Carson Wentz over him and they were like why are we dealing with this with Chase Daniel all right there you go that's what's happening in the news let's now move right into it on the line right now uh, he did he posted on twitter a, 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 what looked like a hidden camera shot uh, with uh, move the sticks to me it seems like Lance Zerline are you there Lance yeah, I'm here, guys. How you doing? You know, how you doing, buddy? And good. Thanks good. again for joining us on the Around the yeah. NFL podcast. It seems to me, and and I, I'm sorry, by the way, that we didn't get a chance to get dinner together in Houston. That, no, dude, that was just, that was part of the. I had to get in with. That's part of the thing. I had to get in with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had to sell them that I was on Team Daniel. Yeah. I had that. I had the camera set up the whole time underneath my winter coat. Because I have to have a winter coat when it's 50. People have and, to check out your Twitter account to know what we're talking yeah, so about. so pause Lance the show right now. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, well, basically, my Twitter account is at Lance Zerline, Z-I-E-R-L-E-I-N. Oh, nicely done. I was on a podcast with you guys previously this, this past week, 
And I mentioned that Daniel had some, you know, I knew there were some issues. He told me that books on tape is a nice alternative to me listening to your podcast. <laughs> and and uh, so I decided to record him um, just to see if I could get it on tape. And, and I luckily I was able to get it on tape with him uh, taking shots, calling you, I don't know, the devil in a way. Literally called me the like devil. That. Literally yeah, called no, me the was, devil. He likes and Mark, though. That was a kind with, with Greg Rosenthal, who I tried to stick up for you, Greg, but he basically just said you patted yourself on the back all the time. And, and he disregarded uh, Wes, who's also in the studio with us right now, altogether. I, yeah. I took it as he was keeping my name off his lips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would consider it a good thing. He said Sessler's like, he's an all right guy or something like that, which it, in the context of what he had to say, I think that was a big check. Sometimes I wonder if Sessler could be covertly a mole for Jeremiah, the way, the way you, Jeremiah speaks positively of Sessler. I can tell you this. It, it, felt, it felt strange. It did feel strange. Um, all right. So, we can agree on that. <laughs> definitely strange. Uh, Lance Airline, who is just all over NFL Network, he is uh, one of our top draft analysts. I'm going to say it. He's the best draft analyst in the building. Oh, man, that is amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not just that I'm mulling out for you and trying to, you know, get you the dirt on DJ either. No, not at all. Not at all. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you could read. Uh, he, he has his mock drafts out and his writings on NFL.com. You see him on TV. He's also on the radio in Houston. But uh, so we wanted to catch up with you now on the other side of the combine, uh, Lance. And and I guess where do we want to start? Because one place uh, we just brought up Move the Sticks. He was bowled over by this uh, defensive back class. Uh, if you're a team, if you're uh, a needy team in terms of the secondary, are you pinching yourself after what you watched over the last few days? Yeah, I think so. It's it's unique in the sense that it's it's not only is it athletic and fast, but there's incredible size and length in this draft class. And that's a – I don't know if it's a direct response to the size that's in the league. I just think it happens to be a bunch of big guys. It used to be big players – if you were big and athletic, you went to wide receiver in high school. That's mm. the way it used to be. And I think more and more teams are saying, you know what, let's take big and athletic and let's, let's start working on that on the defensive side because these seven-on-sevens have created these mega offenses in high school. And, of course, it's leaked into the college world, clearly. And so I think that's one of the things. I don't think it has anything to do with the NFL and big, big wide receivers in the NFL. I think it's a correlation to what's happened in high schools mm. and then subsequently colleges. And I think, I think the pros are going to benefit because there are a ton of six-foot-two corners, relatively speaking, like six to eight in the combine. And I'd, I'd say three-fourths of them ran really fast today, too. Just highly unusual to see guys who are over six-two running sub-four-five. It's just you just don't see it much. So I think there's going to be a lot of excitement. How many get drafted the in the first round? You know. Okay, so right, just just cornerbacks in general. Sure. Okay, I would say there could be. I would say there could be as many as four, hmm. and there could crazy. be as many as four safeties. So eight DBs um, possible, possible to go out of the first thirty-two picks. That would that would be uh, rather wild. And I look at my team. Uh, Lance, and your latest mock draft, which you can find on NFL.com, you have uh, Leonard Fournette, the LSU running back, uh, going to the Jets at six. But I would not be surprised at all if they went and got one of these DBs, a team team like the Jets, and they're not they're far from alone that really want to beef up the back end of their defense. No, and I think you're right. And Sidney Jones, um, you know, if Sidney 
it depends on what your what your taste is. I, I kind of had a feeling. I haven't had T's Tabor in any either of my. I think I had him in my first mock draft. I don't think I had him in my second one. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I've got him in there, but I don't think I put him in version two. And that's because I was anticipating him running kind of a slower 40 based on some things scouts were telling me. Um, I do think, though, Kevin King, for example, really helped himself, and he's going to move into the second round now. Mm-hmm. Fabian Moreau from UCLA is going to move into the second round now. And you look at the Jets, and if Lattimore is off the board too, then that could be a landing spot for Kevin King. Um, I'm not Kevin King, but rather Sidney Jones at number six to the Jets. So, yeah, I would, Dan, I would, I would agree with you that that could definitely be a spot for corner because here's the thing. You can say, well, it's a, it's a deep secondary draft. There's a ton of cornerbacks and safeties, and we can just wait. No, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think there's going to be a run on defensive backs, and it's going to push all of the good ones into the first three rounds. Hmm. Do you think the quarterbacks – Change their order at all in this week? Like, was there of the of the four quarterbacks you know thought to you know possibly be first round picks? You think one helped himself and and any of them hurt themselves at least compared to the other this week? You know, it's so hard to say because it depends on who you talk to. Everyone kind of saw the workouts differently. It seems like mm-hmm. I don't think there's a big change personally. Now we're also assuming that there was a standard idea of who one through four is. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think that was all over the place, as it were. So, you know, I think what you're talking about right now is did any of the teams kind of change their number two and number three and shift them around? To be honest, I still think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the first quarterback off the board. Mitchell. And I think Mitchell, he John wants Watson. To, he wants to be called be Mitchell. Second one. Is that, What's that? He wants to be called I, Mitchell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's like Mitchell. how Jeremiah likes to go by Daniel, and it's like, hey, bro, I'm a Daniel too, but I keep it real. I am who I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's and that's why I roll with you guys. But um, yeah, it's Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell goes first, and it's a little bit of a red second. flag to throw that out there the day before the combine to add the, the Mitchell. <laughs> that's a red flag. I'm just saying, if that's what's on your mind right when you show up to the combine. Hey, that's know. that's the know. type of draft analyst uh, analysis you get from the Around the NFL <laughs> podcast. Yeah, feels like a feels, and he said it's because his mom wanted him to go by Mitchell. And I'm thinking, well, mm. you know, are you going to be coachable now, or is mom going to tell you what? Whoa, kind of interesting. I can't yeah. think of anything less relevant to playing quarterback in the NFL than combine drills. Mm. After this weekend, do you? Th- do you think any of these quarterbacks is going in the first three picks to one of the teams that desperately needs a quarterback? No. Okay. No, and, you know, I, I have been the last two mock drafts, but after watching all these guys on display back to back to back, you take a quarterback in the top ten with all this defensive talent, I mean, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. What is um, Even when you talk about O.J. Howard, who's going to be kind of a special tight end, it's just – Man, you're really you're really gambling on quarterbacks if you take them that high. Hmm. What is the the ceiling of John Ross? You know, the receiver by now. Everyone listening probably knows he he set the record with the four two two forty. And you know, I don't know a lot about John Ross, but the things I liked hearing about him was it he wasn't just usually the fastest guys, the guys who make big names as the fastest guy in the combine are not particularly exciting players. They're kind of just track one speed guys but he he sounds like he is a legitimate yeah. prospect and receiver before he did any of this yeah he was he's a real guy i mean he's he's a he's a guy like will fuller and that he can beat you deep well first of all he has better hands than will fuller but the second thing is 
when you have guys who are that fast, it puts cornerbacks on their heels so quickly that the underneath stuff is just wide, wide open. That's a big benefit. He can get a six-yard hitch anytime, you know, a six-yard little stop route anytime he wants it. Hmm. Because unless teams start to press cover him, and that is something he's going to have to deal with on the next level because Alabama uh, bothered him a little bit in the playoffs with some press coverage. But he is a real wide receiver who can give you problems. He's a little bit slight, and he does have some medical issues in his background, which he's going to have to have surgery right now. As a matter of fact, he's decided to have it after running his 4-2-2. But – um you know, it's, it's similar to Deshaun Jackson. It really is. You know he's not going to be a high-volume guy for, from a fantasy standpoint, if you're wondering. But he is going to be somebody who's probably going to go for about 19-plus yards per catch. Well, who fell way off, too far in the draft? Deshaun Jackson was a swing and the miss by, by GMs. Well, and, and you know what? I mean, if you are – when you have this guy on your team, like once again, from a fantasy standpoint, when he goes off, you are just going to bury somebody. But when he's on your regular Dan Hansis, New York Jets, that's my favorite team, football team, I think there could be some frustration because I do think that he's going to be kind of a hit-or-miss, week-to-week, feast-or-famine type of player based on how teams are probably going to use him. All right. Uh, one more. Wes, go ahead. We've mentioned fun guys at every position so far. John Ross, Fournette, O.J. Howard. What are the chances that Christian McCaffrey is the most fun player to watch on offense in this entire draft class? It's you know there's a chance. I got to tell you something. I, I watched him in college. We all, a lot of college football fans did. You knew what you were getting. He was a little banged up this year. He wasn't really the same player statistically. And then you watch him in these drills, and he just killed it. And I know this is where cue the people who just say underwear Olympics, blah blah blah. That's me. But yeah, but <laughs> but but you know what though? His change when you start comparing him to other running backs, and you say, look at his change of direction. Look at the way. Look how quick he is. Look at how he catches the football these are real things that happen on a football field you know how quickly you can change directions when somebody's diving in at your legs how quickly you can avoid a penetration into the backfield and continue your run on how you get out of the backfield and catch the ball this is real world football stuff and we're able to see him next to dalvin cook and next to you know some comparable size speed type guys and i thought he really really helped himself a a lot and i didn't see him as a first round back before and I'm not sure I would take him in the first round, but I think he has got a great shot of going in the first round now. Lance Zierlein, you could follow him at Lance Zierlein. Again, that's Z-I-E-R-L-E-I-N. Right. And uh, you could uh, tweet him, ask him about life, football, love, uh, even the dearth yeah. of established rock bands in the city of Houston. You know, you guys ought to do this. On my radio show, I have something called um, the Info Line where people call in with just whatever questions they need answered. Because you guys would be great at, like, what's the best way to cook a medium-rare steak? Mm-hmm. Um, if four people get to a, <clears throat> a four-way stop at the same time, what should I do? Just <laughs> things like that. And I feel like you guys would knock that out of the park. So if we started doing here. that and gave it the same name, that, that wouldn't get on your radar if we just ripped off your bid hardcore? No, you can, you can, no, you can totally do it. I, people in Houston, because they got tired of talking about Brock, they called one full hour with questions like, I'm not even lying, one full hour where they would rather hear questions oh. and answers like that than talk about Brock Osweiler. I don't know how you survived this season talking about Brock Osweiler for four hours a day. Oh, well, we got a little, at least we had like one week where we got to talk about Tom Savage. That was the only thing that was <laughs> He's real. Tom Savage is real. 
All right, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, can't top that. Uh, there you go, Lance Zeland. Check him out and also um, uh, follow along with his mock drafts and all his coverage of the draft. This is this is Z time. Thank you, Lance. Z time of year. All right, Lance. Right, we'll see you. All right, a, a friend of the show, Lance, and especially the chips are down now in the a- draft analyst war, uh, and and we have Lance as an ally. At least it seems that way. You always got to keep your peepers open, Greg. <laughs> but it seems like Lance is an ally of the Around the NFL podcast. This is where you know it'd be fun if the podcast was recorded because I would love everyone at home to see Dan literally prying his <laughs> eyes wide open and holding them open while he's saying to keep those peepers wide. All right. Do we need fake? Do we need allies in a fake war? <laughs> I mean, you think it's fake, but you gotta read again. Just like with you were saying, oh, don't lie to me, Todd Bowles. No, no, no. Look closer, Wes. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we got Lance off the phone. Now's the time we have to get uh, one of the, the great heroes of the Around the NFL podcast on the phone because um, with our sandwich props, go get my lunch. Uh, you human monster. Uh, we are going to make predictions for the free agency period. The legal tampering period begins uh, in less than 24 hours. And with Mark not here, we're, we were improvising a little bit. Number one, we're going to have uh, Mark. We reached out to him. He was able to get out of his deathbed and, and put together a list uh, of some of his own uh, sandwich props um, and also – we said, who else can we get involved with this? So we picked up the bat phone and we called up a man that resides in a, a haunted mansion in New Jersey. I think you know exactly who we're talking about. Or are you kidding me? It's Connor Orr. A man's man got a mortgage, drinks the brown stuff and rakes up his foliage. An ex beat man turned my not state ballet. Listen to Sydney with the backing box. Marron. Got Super Bowl snubs, so it's Connor Orlando today. He got Super Bowl snubs, so it's Connor Orlando today. All right. Are you kidding me? Whew. What a catchy tune. It's it's even better now because it just eats away at Greg's inside. Well, what a relief to get through our mandated two bits where Dan <laughs> sings per show. It's out of the way. <laughs> Sydney, did I demand that you play that today? Uh, I don't like taking sides. Oh my goodness. Uh, That's a yes. That's a yes. Wait a second. You're on the spot. What I asked for was this. Uh. <laughs> hey, Connor, are you there? <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry, Connor. Hey, yeah, hey, guys. Connor, some internal on? squabbling. I'm sorry that the kids have to see it sometimes, you know? Yeah, you got to talk shop, though, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's it feels weird not doing this in Indianapolis, the happiest place on earth. I had the last interaction I had with Connor was very sad, and and in, in fact, because uh, uh, Connor uh, and I had a, a date planned uh, for the last night or the last morning. Um, we were going to go to one of the because Connor knows all the breakfast joints and all the lunch joints and all the dinner joints and all the cigar joints in Indianapolis. We we're going to go go to what was the name of the place? Cafe Patichu. Yeah, ca- Cafe Patichu. Yeah, and uh, I got this text at <laughs> uh, seven thirteen a.m. Danny, this is disappointing, but I got a bail. Body is rebelling in a serious way. <laughs> Tried to make it work, but it's not happening. 
Uh, Why was your body rebelling? Yeah, well, do you want, let's. Are you okay? A lot of illness around the around the NFL podcast. <laughs> oh, everything's fine. I I just drank for like three nights in a row, and then uh, my like everything was just like stop eating and and doing everything like that. Just stop it for one day. So I had to listen. All right, you had, and I don't know if we could always edit this out of the show, but when we went to St. Elmo the famed steakhouse in Indianapolis, our last night together, you revealed that uh, during a candid conversation with your doctor, he suggested if you were going to continue as, to drink as much as you do to maybe move over to the wine. It's <laughs> supposed to the brown stuff. Yeah. He just said, you know, antioxidants might be good for you at this stage in your life. So you know. There you go. All right, Connor, so – this is a big this is a big stage for you on the podcast because never before have you been involved with a full round of sandwich props, uh, which uh, uh, if you're new to listening uh, to the show, you should know that b- uh, before free agency, we all make predictions uh, about this is the fourth annual, the fourth annual. We're still in that golden era uh, where we make predictions and then each of us has the opportunity to challenge that person. Uh, say, no, 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 that's wrong. In fact, I will put a sandwich on it, a high-octane sandwich, uh, in fact, that you are wrong. And then it's all kept and all tracked by the great Nick Fortier of GoGetMyLunch.org. Yes, thank you. Uh, So we're going to go around the horn. And La Cid, you are serving as the conduit to Mr. Sessler. Is that correct? I am. He's giving me very specific instructions, so we are of one mind. <laughs> wow. I bet he did. I am channeling the spirit of Sessler. All right. Wow. Good for you and good luck, I should say. Yeah. Um, all right. So the fr- we'll start. <clears throat> We're going to start with two that are, uh, you know, communal. Okay. We always have some communal um, props, and we'll start with this one. Last year. Where, what was it last year? What, where will blank land? Who was the big name last year? Does anybody remember? Two years ago, it was in Dominican. I think we did Arian Foster last year. Yeah, we did. That's exactly what we did. So this year, we're going to stay in the uh, running back zone. And Mm. here is the first prop. And whoever gets it right gets sandwiches from everyone else. So this is a big score if you can get it, uh, if you're the only one to say the the team. But where does Adrian Peterson land? And let's start with Connor Orr. Uh, a simple answer, Connor. Where do you see Peterson landing? I see him heading for warmer waters uh, down in Tampa Bay mm. to uh, to boy the offense run by Uh oh! So it looks like a paranormal activity going on at the haunted <laughs> mansion. Are you still there, Connor? I'm here. I'm ready to go, baby. Okay. We. So you're saying he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mm. Uh, Wes, what do you got? I have the Oakland Raiders. Ah, very good. I also have the Oakland Raiders. Hmm. Uh, and I thought I was going to get you on that, Wes, because they were only kind of like in the middle of your landing spots piece. I have adjusted my thinking since then. Uh, you wow. have, yes. Um, I, I thought, and we talked about this on the podcast last week, that it all kind of lined up with the Raiders' philosophy on, on veterans and Peterson looking for that one last spot where he could be the star on the contender. and to He me, loves their offensive line, too. The Raiders make a lot of sense. And what about you, Greg? I really thought I was going to get the Bucks, but I, I don't like I don't like going on another. Like I don't like splitting I don't want to split any sandwiches, so I'm going to go with the Vikings, just staying home. That was my other one. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it would be no, you know, if Connor got there first, credit to him. I wouldn't call that an onion hanger, but it's probably sound. Yeah. I think Walla the, Walla is a big onion. 
Uh, giant sweet Spanish onions are good. And a red zeppelin is a big uh, red onion. It's all true, old man. Uh, all right, the next one. Wait, we need Mark's answer. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Conduit? Yeah, uh, Mark Spirit <laughs> of Sessler says uh, staying in Minnesota. Okay, ooh, oh. so you got locked in either way, Greg. Sorry, buddy. It came back at me in a big spot. <laughs> so now you're almost, yeah, you probably would have rather gone with Tampa Bay. Now it's all right. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Mark texted me and said Raiders. <laughs> wow. Hold on the fence. Wait, what? what does that Hold even on. mean? It's on the fence. Sessler. He told Sydney, Minnesota. Well, uh, peek behind this curtain. Uh, Spirit of Sessler did not know that it would have to answer these two questions on this pod. So that was straight out of uh, my brain. Oh, oh! So, so you were improvising. Whoa, whoa. that was has gone wild. <laughs> Let's. I think we should make a ruling. He did tell me the the Raiders, yeah, so I think gotta, we should go with the Raiders. You gotta go. Raiders. Yeah, and also Sid, that's a bit of a La Ravie. Wow. <laughs> you know, I adore you, Sydney. I was, I was just trying to keep the uh, the keep train rolling smoothly. Wow. I appreciate it. Just be, if this comes up again, just be like, okay. He didn't have anything. Right. Else, so he'll just if this comes out. up in your year-end review with <laughs> your boss. I do like that you just gave yourself a love reveal. Yeah. I mean, she had to drop it on her. Hey, she's a pro. Uh, next up, this is uh, the next communal question. Who gets the most guaranteed money uh, in free agency? Mm. And, uh, you know, and we talked about this downstairs. You know, oh, is it guaranteed? Uh Fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed, mostly guaranteed, blah, some blah, guaranteed. Blah, 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 blah. No, just guaranteed. That kind of leaves a little Nobody knows what it means. danger. So whatever is the general uh, viewpoint. Guarantees, the, we'll say. Right? Okay. No, good luck like figuring it out. One. But we'll, we'll, fi- we'll, if we'll cross that bridge. The way it's reported. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Connor, who do you believe gets the most guaranteed money? Feisty, Texans corner, A.J. Boye. Mm. Mm, the most guaranteed money. I mean, I think he's going to get a huge payday, but the most guaranteed money? I'd be surprised. There's not a logical candidate here. I mean, Connor's been out on Bouye Corner for a while. <laughs> he's been writing about him. I really struggled with this one this year, and yeah. I landed in the same place as Connor Orr. I've wow. got A.J. Bouye. Look at you guys. This feels good to be on Team West. This oh, feels yeah. Great. I feel right. This is, this, is it the first time? It might be. I was always very scared of Wes having a dissenting opinion of mine. So this feels fantastic. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, Connor. This is a great teamwork. <laughs> a total love fest. There might be new kissing cousins on the Around the NFL podcast. Get well soon. Mark Sessler. I will go with, um, and I'm not sure, uh, I'll probably be wrong in this, but I, I went with the logic that uh, if it's a Patriot, a team wants to be associated with Patriots' greatness, you want a game changer, a guy that can make plays, game-changing plays, in fact, uh, Dante Hightower uh, is my choice. I think he will get paid huge money to become the centerpiece of some team's defense. Whether he's worth that is another uh, uh, discussion. But I throw Hightower out there. He'll get paid in a big way. Wow. That could happen. I, it, it shows how bad Rick, this sh- Crapping all over here. Right? I don't no. feel strongly about it. So no, I, I honestly think it could. Uh, it shows how crazy this class is. There's no logical answer. Uh, Kevin Zeitler is an option. Mike, I, I threw this out to to Ian. Are you doing this thing where you mention like seven names? And you're uh, no, no, no. I threw this, this out to Ian. I'm not, this I'm, is when Greg admits he cheats by getting Ian. No, no, no. Like, well, I'm not uh, taking his advice. I don't like his answer. He thought Mike Glennon, which seems insane, which seems wild. Guarantees? But he said I, it sounds like no one is, is fully 
getting just like a crazy deal. So I'm going to go. Mm, I'm kind of biting off my other one. But let's go Stefan Gilmore. Wow, okay. As number one. So I say I, Gilmore gets more than Bouye. He's number one. Uh, new money. Do we have one for Mark for this? No. Mark passes on this one. <laughs> no, I have an answer for Mark on this You're one. You're not allowed to pass. I have an answer for Mark. He texted me. Okay. Oh. Jimmy Garoppolo, after a sign and trade, gets the most guaranteed money. Okay. Do we count that? He's not a free agent. What? I don't know. You Look, guys decide. I don't, Mark I don't know has if that. A lot of things have to go right for Mark to collect on this. I say we let him uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, as a. It it doesn't really work because like yeah like then you could say Kirk Cousins too who could get an even bigger one right. but because he's putting himself out there I mean this is an onion hanger ultimately he needs a few things to happen to be right I think if we you want just big give onions you gotta get on, big onion plant sure because not only does he need that trade to happen he needs for instance you know Kirk Cousins not to have gotta place a deadline on D- Tony Romo ooh I didn't even think about it's got to be by the like the end of March Garoppolo has to be traded right. Mm. Ooh, Tony Romo would have been good sneaky answer. answer. No, no, Alshon Jeffrey answer. Either. I know that was. That was I only stayed away because I thought you guys. All right, let's move on now, and we'll go around now with our individual um, uh, propositions. And again, let's start with Connor Orr. Now, do you want all three of mine, or do I go one by one three. by one? How one by one. One right? by one. One by one. All right, my first one is that Mike Glennon will not go to a. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Classic. Um, Mike Glennon will not go to a team uh, where he's uh, entrenched as the day one starter. Okay, so it's similar to last year. We had a similar prop that RG3 uh, would would not sign with a team that had an established starter. So you believe he will go to a team where he has a real opportunity to start or will be so acknowledged he's as competing. He's not. He's not a true starter. So at, at some best, he will be competing. At, yes. Yeah, right. At some point, the coach will come out and say Mike Glennon has to compete for the starting job. Correct. But it but it has to be not a tri- like it can't be Mike Glennon versus I don't know David Fails or whatever, and they're like, well, that's an open competition. Right. Everyone's got to earn it. Like if it's Glennon or Hoyer, okay, I'll take you up on that. I will take you up on that. So just to be clear, so all right, say it one more time. <laughs> just one more time. Um, so Mike Glennon will go to a team where, at best, he has to compete for the starting job. So there will be someone on equal it. footing or better right. there to the place where he goes. Connor and I remain simpatico on all things. I am not oh, taking baby. him up on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I agree. That's uh, that's probably how it plays out. I, I don't imagine. Yeah. I'm, really? Uh, yeah. A lot of people would be very wrong about this Bears thing then. So, well, they could draft somebody at number three overall still, or in the second round, and then he'd have to compete with the rookie. Um, it's only now that I'm realizing that Mark's in a tough spot because the way that you make sandwiches and stay in the plus category is you take people up on props, but if he's not there to take anybody up... I have a very, very detailed list of what he will and will not take. Okay. Mark All right, so... One. <laughs> He takes this one. He takes this one. Under wait, I'm just out of curio- curiosity. How does it? What are you just the, making this up too? Nope. Or? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. What does this it say? Real. Like, what are you reading that lets you know that he would take this? All one? right, you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, uh, you can vote yes for me 
every time by proxy, I will accept every bet going all in no matter what the bet is. <laughs> I take them up on it. <laughs> so those are my very specific instructions. Do you, are you going to go with your gut instinct on anything? It sounds like she just has to say yes every time. I tried going with my gut instinct the first time, and it, <laughs> it so Mark, backfired. So just so we know, Mark will take take up a sandwich prop on every single – it'll probably work out for him, let's face it. That might inform my thinking. Okay. <laughs> we could <laughs> manipulate the situation potentially. Uh, all right. Uh, Wes, you're up. The Saints do not get a standalone first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. In other words, they would have to give something back in the trade if they're getting a first-round pick or they get a second-round or lower. So it won't be like a one-for-one swap. It won't be Brandon Cooks for, say, the Titans' number 18 pick. Well, the reports are that they already turned down a one-for-one swap that involved the 32nd pick. It was not one-for-one. Oh, it wasn't? They they would be sending one back. I think all the reports are, are kind of picks for picks. So, yeah. I'm not taking that. That seems that seems certainly less than 50% chance that that would happen. Well, I can restate it. His his value will not be a first-round pick. It will be less than a first-round pick. No matter what else is sent back, there won't be a first-round pick involved. No, I'm saying it won't be at the standard of a first-round pick. It will be less than that, which means if Cook goes, then something from the Saints is going back to the other team as well. Right. Which yeah, so if they, if someone sent a a first to this to for Cooks and a fifth, you know you would lose the wager. And so it'd be kind of crazy to take your wager. Right. If someone sent a first and a fifth to the Saints, then right. you win. Sure. I'm not going to take it. What about you, Connor? At the risk of disrupting my newfound uh, mm. relationship with Chris Wessling, I also will not take it. <laughs> wow. Oh well, that just means we're in agreement. <laughs> yeah, Chris. West knows how to play yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. throw out, yeah. you know, lily-livered ones. And yeah, and then no you clean up. That is that is an anti-onion hanger there, but Wait, I, I am not lily-livered in this game. <laughs> that is an outrageous accusation. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on now. Uh, Wait, I w- does Mark take it? Oh, Mark takes everything. Mark, Mark will take it. Yes. <laughs> All right, real <laughs> point in. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, here's mine. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, I got Tony Romo going to the Broncos. Hmm. I'll give you the field. Wow. I'll take the field. All right, Wes got reeled him in for one. Thanks, Wes. Who else? Connor, what do you think? Give me the give me the Broncos, baby. It's All right, to Denver. So that means you don't take the wager. You're with me. He's going to the Broncos. Well, this pu- this puts me in a tough spot. You know, I'm not. I'm not a religious guy. Like I'm not. I don't believe in that many things. Same but for the theology part. But I, I believe in taking the field just as a principle yes. when I'm going through life. Take take the field. Right. Get past the emotion. So even though I think the Broncos are the most likely one, I'll take you up on that. Yeah, smart. Obviously, I'm not throwing it out there unless I feel very strongly about Roman of the Broncos. But both in other realms of props, mm. uh, we don't bet around here. Uh, and this show. With sandwiches, field is good. the field has been very uh, plentiful, bountiful. A lot of harvest in the field. How say you, Mark? Mark will take it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Greg, you're up. Well, this is kind of – I don't know if it's complicated, but the Bears will spend the most money in free agency. So you guys can have the field, 
And the Bears will be this year's version of the Giants and spend the most amount of money. I'm ta taking the field. That's an onion hanger. I'm that good. is an onion I'm hanger. not saving them because I don't know what else I'm doing. We um, What was that, by the way, that chew? That was the pickle. That was the pickle. Is it time? Wait, is that the pickle? That That is the pickle, but the banana, oh, the banana is still <laughs> behind the curtain. You know what? I think it's time to punish the misophonies out there at some point in the show. <laughs> All right. Why do you want to punish and them? And let them know. I, I will let you know, listeners, that it's coming at some point in the next 15 to 20 minutes. What is the misophonia thing You know, for new listeners? Yeah, that Go back and listen to the show. <laughs> I don't have time to get into it. You're disturbed by sounds. Where are we? Where where were we? I got thrown off by the pickle. Bears you... spend the most money oh. in free agency. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I wonder if um because we kind of all whiffed on Tony Romo, most guaranteed money. I'm gonna take you on that. The field has been good to us, plentiful, great harvest. Um, and I'm gonna even take it a step farther in my brain and say the team that signs Romo and gives them all that money is gonna mm. make some other additions, and away we go. So Dan's taking it. I'm taking it. Connor? Give me the field, baby. I'm taking it. Surprise, Greg, that you went with a uh, – after we just talked about how you love the field. Sid? Uh, Mark takes it. Got to make it interesting. It. All right, we all take it. That was good. I like that one, Greg. That was a good onion. All right, uh, next up, Connor, your next prop. How exciting. Darrell Revis will sign a multi-year contract in free agency. Oh, wow. wow. That's an onion hanger as well, I would say. That's excellent. Uh, now, for people oh, wait, that don't... Oh, hang on. Mark has sandwich props. Oh, oh. okay. We'll, do, we'll get Mark next. Yeah, we'll get I just want to remind you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, Darrell Rivas has that $6 million um, figure tied to the Jets, which means uh, he does not have... He will make at least $6 million in the NFL this year if he so chooses uh, because the Jets owe him that much. But if he signs a multi-year deal, that would probably make sense that he would get more than $6 million guaranteed. But is anyone going to give him a multi-year deal? I have yeah. him going home to Pittsburgh or signing again with the Patriots. Those are my guesses. And I am once again in complete lockstep with the great Connor Orr on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. We got new kissing cousins. I think it's going to be one of those deals like he signed with the Patriots where it could be that second year is just voidable. So yeah. We're counting like a, that. We're counting the, the yeah, phony second yeah, year. That's how counts. it's announced. It the is. miso-phony second year. <laughs> if it's a two-year deal, it's a two-year deal. Okay. So that's why it's a, it's a clever one. It, I guess it's not the slam dunk I, I thought it I was. I was going to say, Greg, you've spent the last three weeks. I'm on the corner that guy. he's going to – not play because no teams will want him, so I am taking Connor up. I believe Darrell Reeves' career is not over. and uh, But you know what? I think he's going to probably sign a one-year deal, a prove-it deal. Mm -hmm. is going to be his market. And he's a, a very smart, savvy businessman. He might think to himself, I'm going all in this offseason. I'm signing a one-year deal, and then when I re restake my claim as a strong corner in this league, I get another multi-year deal next year. Oh, is he going to work out this offseason? Yes, he's going he's gonna to be serious about football. So I do not take you up on it because I think he'll be back in the league but only on a one-year deal. Wait, you do take him up. He yeah. said multi-year. I don't think he signs a multi-year deal. Yes, right. So you oh, yes, take I take You know this game confuses me. <laughs> so Greg and Dan are in. Mark? Mark takes it. All right. I love this version of Mark. Mark I love him. He's so decisive. Is this our new podcast? <laughs> yes. 
Sydney just speaking for Mark. He's from the so grave? decisive not, not about now. It. I love it. <laughs> All right, now let's hear uh, Mark's first uh, prop. Okay, this is a big one. There will be no free agency period in 2017. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not really it. Uh, oh, <laughs> but wow. That was written there as a joke, so I thought it was funny. New money flying tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is the real one. Uh, Terrell Pryor has played his last game for the Cleveland Browns, who will be lambasted by our <laughs> podcast crew for losing a multi-team bidding war for the freaky wide receiver they could have just franchised. Well, we just talked about that. I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Once you get to this point, he's gone. He's so gone. I don't think there's much chance they're going to keep him. I'm not taking him up on that. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's played his last game with the Browns, and the Browns will be lambasted on this podcast if it happens. Wes. I am going to go against the grain and say the Browns have a lot of money. He's invested in Hugh Jackson. He's going to end up back in Cleveland. Okay. That's certainly fair. And I'm invested in West. Yes. Going back to the Browns. Hey, just so you know, Connor, West, I believe, is in third place all time in the standings. (laughs) So I'm due. It's, well, yeah, I'm just letting him know maybe he's not familiar with the history of the game. I was in first place for the first few years of this game. Well, it's, you know, times have changed, Wes. I just want Connor to know. All right. Don't try I'm to. going on field. <laughs> don't try to come between me and Connor. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I think for timing reasons, we only have time for one more each, by the way. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so uh, choose wisely here. Onion hanger. All right, Wes, let it rip. My onion hanger. Calais Campbell will sign with the Denver Broncos. I hope maybe uh, you try these onions. You'll like them. They're real sweet onions. I love that because I yeah. Hmm. So there there was a report, Mike Kliss, so it doesn't come out of nowhere, you know, interested in Campbell. It'd be tough to maybe get Tony Romo That's and what I'm Campbell. Thinking. It's kinda like a plan plan. It's tricky that the timing of Tony Romo makes the whole Romo sweepstakes complicated because he could take a while, and teams got to do what they're going to do. I will take you up on that, but I don't feel great about it. Can't you see? That would just be a Broncos type of move. Wouldn't surprise me if Wes get, gets me on this one, but I'll take you. He will not sign with the Broncos because I think they will. I mean, there's a reason they had to let go of Malik Jackson last year. They 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 had money tied up, uh, and if they give Romo a big deal, which I really am I'm pounding the table that that's going to happen, they won't have enough money for Clay, so. Connor? I'm taking the field as well. So your love affair with Wes only Mm. goes so far. (laughs) Unrequited. Perhaps coincidentally, immediately after I let you know what the standings were. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly still don't know how 90% of this works. I'm just going, I'm touch and go here. Neither do the listeners. Or the host. (laughs) Um, And how about Mark Sessler? Mark Sessler. Takes it. <laughs> he's in a great spot here. He really is because he's either gonna, he's either gonna do better than ever, yeah. and it's just a great story, yep. or it's like there's no responsibility. You know, yeah. it's like oh, it didn't work out, but it was fun. It was a great idea. Right. Do you well, think he's really not sick? Just figured out this is the best way to play the game. Ooh. <laughs> Save Seth. <seven. laughs> uh, all right. Now Mark made a. Um, this makes it easy for me. I had three. I'll eliminate my Terrell Pryor because I had. And it was a little oniony because I had him signing a multi-year deal with an AFC North team other than the Browns. Hmm. Uh, but wow, that is oniony. <laughs> gonna move. I, I kind of can see him going to the Steelers or Ravens. But um, I'll move off that. And uh, this one's a little more simple, and it's not that exciting, but it's oniony because you almost always lose this prop. Almost always. 
Um, I have Brandon Marshall uh, staying in New York and going to the Giants as a free agent. Uh, he doesn't want to leave New York. He 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 loves the market. He has a job in New York with a HBO or a Showtime. Uh, it the, it's a fit for the Giants. Uh, he wants to be playing with an established quarterback and get to the playoffs. And and the Giants make a lot of sense uh, for Brandon Marshall. Marshall to the Giants. Nobody else. Who's got me? I'll take that. He's watched the Eli Manning play. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's not going to stop him. In the Super Bowl This is the guy times, who talked Chris. about Ryan Fitzpatrick like he was Joe Namath. <laughs> I mean, Eli looked great to him. Hmm, that's a tough one. What do you say, Connor? I think the current edition of Joe Namath could throw further than Eli did in 2016. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon, Brandon Marshall's not going to the Giants. Whoa. Do you have any uh, former beat writer um, pop there that you, you've heard from people in the know? No, my headspace is completely empty right now. This is straight from the hip. <laughs> straight from the hip. Straight from the hip is my favorite Connor Orr. That should be your album title. I think the logic is there. I really don't think he's going to want to leave, but can they really – he would have to take a big pay cut. I will take you up on that and say he goes elsewhere. I think he's he'll take, he'll yeah, take he a might. haircut because this guy is desperate to play a playoff game. It's, it's an embarrassment. Uh, for him, I think that he's never been in the playoffs. Not and, that the Giants are a lock, but yeah. And it's good for his TV career, but maybe he could go to Baltimore and still make that Yeah, he's not used move. to picking up scraps in an offense. Mm. Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham already there. And New, uh, New England, he's been tied to New England a little bit. I've heard some reports. And I, I got some tweets like, oh, how about this? I don't care. It's not like Brandon Marshall and I had a love, a love affair. Uh, but I don't think that would be <laughs> the good fit for him. I think the Giants make a lot of sense. We'll see what happens. All right, Greg? I heard he did my onion hanger. It's okay. Well, I'm going to go back to something because because I know I can reel you guys in, and I believe it. This was on my list. Stephon Gilmore gets more than A.J. Bouye. Guaranteed money. Just a straight up cornerback on Why cornerback. Why are you doing this? It's redundant. Yeah. Well, I was surprised. I didn't have an answer for the, the guaranteed money thing, so I just threw him in there. Hmm. I don't like this. It's got bad energy. It's got a bad energy around it. Bad mojo. Yeah, it's got. Why are you double double dipping on Stefan Gilmore? It was on my list. It's on my little list. Wes is upset with you. Yeah, this is your last. I promise you, I have your no last one. I have no. You going uh, out like this? On a, he's playing the game. You going out on extraneous? Extraneous. <laughs> How is it extraneous? Because you've already said it. All right. Um. You know. <laughs> We talked about, we talked about this last week that Gilmore was a prime guy to potentially get overpaid because of the name brand value and yes I think he'll get more guaranteed money than AJ. I guess I'm partly One just not one. buying into that Bouye is going to get top of and and money. If I could do it again maybe I would have thrown in Jeffrey for the first answer just to not step on this particular one West but who cares. So I just agree guessing. with you. You said yes. Gilmore more than Yes. Bouye. I'll, I'll take you on that one since I already said Bouye once. Okay. How about Connor? Booyah, Bouye. I'm taking it. Nice. Like it. How about uh, Mark Sessler? Uh, Mark Sessler's uh, going to take it. <laughs> we, it would have been really funny if we just went around the room three times with the safest ones ever. <laughs> Mark takes it. <laughs> that, Mark takes it. It's like the Browns will continue to play in Cleveland. Mark takes it. <laughs> Um, all right, and finally, we'll end it with uh, Sydney, um, the final sandwich prop. Um, Mark Sessler, 
via satellite. The satellite is Sydney. In a flurry of high-octane trade action, at least three 2017 first-round picks will change hands between the start of free agency and the draft. Before the draft starts. So this one will not be decided till late April. So can you run that by us again? Because we're going to do like a recap before that. Sure thing. Any Does he have something else? Does he have another question? That's <laughs> uh, more immediate. He does, but uh, is it now? It's a little similar. Do you want to hear the other one? Should we? we? Can... Just is it something that we'll know by next week or something? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to do? You want to just roll, roll with this one, or let's hear it? All right. What else you got? Okay. Uh, the following players will change teams, but stay in their current divisions. <laughs> All right, I like this one better. <laughs> All of them? All of them. There's three of them. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Pryor, Kevin Zeitler, 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 and Donta Hightower. All three. All three will change teams, but that's an onion. That's an onion. <laughs> Bury the lead there, Sid. Pryor, Zeitler, Hightower. This one was his un- onion hanger. Oh, and so it actually is the one no, no, he probably so would have gone the third, with third, The one that I read first in capital letters says onion hanger. Oh, okay. I was just, you know, this one's, following orders. As yeah, this, one's, this one is more suitable for how we play the game, though. All right. Let's roll with it. <sighs> I'll take it. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward to me. It's very hard to get one player right where their <laughs> division lands. You're asking for three players to change teams but stay in their division. It's virtually impossible to get this right. Uh, so I'll take, I'll take it. I am taking it with gusto. With gusto, yeah, I'm taking this. Connor, I agree with Mark. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that. Actually, you did your buddy a solid because that saves Mark a, a, a loss in the standing. So, um, Connor, you have a very vague idea how the game works, uh, but. You were you were a great um, a trooper, and we loved having you uh, on our latest edition of Go Get My Lunch. You something or other, <laughs> and and why not? Just for you misophonies out there. Yeah. Ew! Don't you cross me. I mean, Ew, I, again, that was over the line. Yeah, I mean, uh. Yeah, I don't think you need to have misophonia to consider that distasteful. I and mean, it, it's not enjoyable. And if you come at me again, I said, what do you get next? Defcon Orange. Defcon oh, Orange. No. You don't want it. So come. What? Literally, one person tweets at me, uh, upset about the banana. We go Defcon Orange next week. All right. Glad we settled that. Connor, thank you. No problem, fellas. Take it easy. <laughs> Love that guy. Love Connor Orr. Uh, we'll see how Connor does in his first voyage of Go Get My Lunch. And that, that does a supersized edition of the Around the NFL podcast wraps up. Uh, we are uh, back, like we said, and we promised we're back on Wednesday. Uh, three shows this week and three shows for the foreseeable future. Put it that way. So get excited. little different taping schedule, though, this week. That's right. How about that? Very good. We'll be doing a show Wednesday. Uh, we will tape a show Friday morning uh, and get it up there uh, Friday midday Pacific time uh, or a little bit after. So we're going to make sure we get as much 
uh, knowledge of how free agency shakes out. As we said, it starts officially uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, so we'll make sure our Friday show will be up to uh, the minute in terms of covering everything that happens on Thursday. Uh, That's how we roll. Be a fun week. Let's roll. Big week. Out of here. This is Dan Hansa signing off for the mailman, the boss, the sizzler in absentia, Connor Orr, and, of course, Lance Zierling. Until Wednesday. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 